Hello and a big welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. My name is Selena. And I'm Maika. And we're here to discuss common barriers women face in our society. And provide you with top tips and information from high achieving women from all kinds of fields to empower and inspire you to achieve your full potential and elevate your life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. And you might be unfamiliar with this voice. It's because me, I am the interviewer today. My name is David, and I will be doing the interviewing today and reversing the roles. Maybe I will start with the question of why am I here? <laughs> why, first, why, why am I, I here? And why is a guy present in the Elevator podcast? <laughs> That's really, two really good questions. Um, shall I take the first question, Selena, and you take the second one? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, firstly, why? Yeah, why are you here <laughs> for the first season now? Um, both Selena and I, we found all these incredible women which we've interviewed and learned a lot about from. So we thought it's about time now that the listeners get to know us. <laughs> so uh, that's why you're here today. <laughs> Okay, so you invited all these amazing people and then you're like, okay, this guy, random dude, <laughs> come here and interview us. <laughs> exactly, that's why you're the random dude is not here. <laughs> well, you're not that random. You're actually not that random because you're one of Micah's really close friends. That's random. Yeah, exactly. We don't just choose random guys to come in the <laughs> elevator her process. So, and yeah, so why, also why a guy, so why a man? On the podcast, I guess, I guess you know, we really focus on having women um, during the first season, but that doesn't mean that we're not interested in having men on the podcast and discussing also men's issues. So yeah, that's why also we wanted to have like a different type of voice on here. Okay, thank you for giving me your platform. So how do I actually know you, Micah? So David and I, we both worked at a pharmaceutical company together. And so after my studies, I did my bachelor's and then I decided I want some work experience and I got an internship offer from UCB. So I moved to Slough, which I thought first was London, but it is uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely not London. Also, somehow I thought it was pronounced like slough. Same, same. Yeah. Uh, and then and then you get there it's like oh no you'll be working in slough and um, excuse me do you know the concept of phonetics exactly <laughs> you mean slough <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah so then I, I started an internship at UCB which then was followed by a position there and yes yeah, so I've worked there for for two years and even I were colleagues yeah so David has now uh, left me and he went to Brussels but still at the same pharmaceutical company why did we part ways? Why did you choose to continue your studies? Because because you both went on a, a PhD, but before, like, w what were your studies before? I mean, from my point of view, uh, yeah, as I said, I wanted some work experience after doing my bachelor's. So that's why then I went to uh, UCB. But then I wanted to continue with my like with my studies. So I did a master's at Imperial. And then after my master's, I wanted to, I knew I wanted to do a PhD because I, yeah, I, I love the teaching part and I really missed it when I was working. And I was also missing that freedom of like developing, of researching, of creating my own project. Uh, I mean, last October I started my PhD at Imperial College then. Yeah, 
I'm super happy there. I'm super grateful for yeah all these experience I've gained and all the opportunities I got. But I really noticed for me it was time to to move on. So that's why I'm back in academia. And definitely, I think you've got some really good skills. I mean, I can see you in the lab and your skills are top notch. So, so from my side, I didn't come from an industrial background. I come from like a purely you know typical academic background. So I did my BSc at Imperial in biochemistry. And then I did the first master's in global health nutrition um, at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. And then I took a year out for personal reasons and then realized that I really missed the molecular and more like medical aspect of, of science. Um, so I did a second master's in molecular medicine. So the same master's as Mike, actually. I just wasn't in the same year. Then I just did my research project, my master's research project in the lab that I am now. And then decided that I wanted to pursue a PhD. So that's what I'm doing now. And and where did you study before? Also in the UK? So I did all my high school and everything in France, but I was at an international school. I'm quarter Japanese, so I had a, like a bilingual um, curriculum teaching. So both in Japanese and French. And I also learned English there. Oh, that's super. That's a mix I would never imagine. <laughs> Japanese <laughs> and French. <laughs> but it's so yeah. useful to learn like English from like early onwards. Yeah, but it's also like a language that you can easily pick up if you just stay in the place. If you live, you know, if you're surrounded by English people all the time, by this like British environment, you sort of get the language in quite easily. But it definitely took me like a good semester to actually be confident especially in the like scientific language. I think we talked about this before, Micah. But I mean, honestly, during the first year <laughs> of my, of my uh, BSc, I think I didn't understand like maybe half of it. And I remember <laughs> in my final year, I was like, oh yeah, that's what they meant in first year. <laughs> I got everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I also find it like impressive, David, with you. I mean, you're, you're Portuguese. You've, stud- like, you've worked in England. And now you live in Brussels and you speak French. So it's quite a lot of like languages you also collected over time. Well, are you speaking in French? Well, I, I wouldn't say I'm fluent, but I would say <laughs> I I am business fluent, which means if I'm in a meeting and someone says, oh, can we speak French? I say, yeah, okay. I don't want to, but I will. <laughs> yeah, but I, I could have. And plus, if I drink a bit more, I can speak fluent. So you've embarked on this journey of a PhD, etc. But do you have any goal in mind after this? Because that's I feel like a lot of people uh, start a PhD right after uh, uni. Because as it was told to me, when I finished my my university, I went to my professor and I asked, "So what do I do now?" And he said, "Well." you go to a PhD because there's nothing else to do. So you should just apply. And I felt like it was wow. the worst advice I've gotten. So I just got out of Portugal. But but yeah, I, I feel like a PhD is seen to some extent uh, by a lot of people as just an alternative to not start working right away. What would you say to those people like my professor? <laughs> Oh, I am. I'm really shocked, but I can also see it where we're from. I mean, I can see it in like the masters. Everybody's just applying for PhDs just because like, I mean, I personally can just say because after my masters, 
I um I worked for like UCB another year while I was like trying to think of like what I want to do. And I can just recommend this to everyone. There's no harm in taking a year out to find like the passion or find like what you want to do in life. And that's what I did. So I took the year. I was looking for PG projects until I found the perfect one and I would not change a thing like in that year like I didn't waste any time of course because I was still working I was still learning so many new things I can just recommend to everyone just take your time (laughs) yeah I think I totally agree but you know what that prof told you David it's so typical of what we usually see in academia because obviously when you work in that environment the only thing you can see is what's around you right so Typically, you just see one career path, but actually there are so many things you can do that are not PhD, and you shouldn't be afraid of applying for things straight after your master's, like you don't have to do a PhD. You know, it's it's a journey, like it, it lasts a long time, between three and four years, and it's a lot of commitment, you have to be passionate about your subject. Honestly, it's hard. Sometimes you're not motivated because things are not working like the way you want them to work. Also, I like to see it as more like an entrepreneurial project as well because obviously it's your project and you're driving it it's kind of like your baby so if it's something that you're not really sure about then just don't go into it that will be my best advice and as Micah said if you don't really know what you want to do there's no harm no there there shouldn't be any sort of like timeline in life I think everyone has the time to figure out what they want and what I always think about and tell to other people is just strive for gold in sort of whatever you do but just take your time to figure out what you want to do I mean what I ask myself is what do I want to get out I mean my goals from what I want to get out of a PhD is like I want um, as I said I'm very passionate about teaching um, so that's something I want to get out of the PhD and that's why a PhD is amazing for that and I want to create my own project so these two like aspects it was just something to yeah to think about like what do you want to get out of your like next steps Yeah, I think you mentioned something important, which is people who are listening and don't have everything figured out, like me, (laughs) don't feel discouraged because I was listening to your episode about the the girl who from a very young age or knew exactly what she wanted to follow. and And I was just there working listening to the podcast thinking oh my god what am i doing (laughs) i'm wasting my life (laughs) i should have my plan (laughs) yeah yeah it's incredible yeah this um student she yeah she's a phd student who with how old was she with 13 or 14 she was like i want to move to england let's start a plan also i think we should just stop questioning our lives all the time right and stop comparing ourselves to like all these people around you it's like you should focus on what makes you happy you know let's just you know enjoy just the little things in life and have a simple life that's fine for us and if that's what you want then that's okay and if you have a nine-to-five job that makes you happy that's fine too like I think there's so much pressure nowadays as well you see all these people like having this entrepreneurial you know journey where they just have so much freedom and you're like sitting at your desk and you're like what the fuck am I doing this is so wrong <laughs> actually if that makes you happy and if that fits your life and if that pays the bill as well that's that's okay yeah we talked about this like it's okay to just be like yeah. you don't have to be extraordinary or extra quick or extra strong or it's also okay to be yeah that's, that's really nice <laughs> just to remember sometimes In terms of the podcast, like what have you learned 
so far? Wow, that's a really big question. Yeah, we've learned so much. And all these conversations with these people were, yeah, just wonderful. We had like we had so many diverse, like a diverse range of you know women um, from all kinds of fields, and that's what really we wanted to to show. And but I think what they all had in common was sort of this passion that they had for their subject, whatever that was, and this sort of purpose in life to help other people through what they're doing and yeah just put their words out you know and that's such a big strength I think we were trying to show that you don't have to be extraordinary or like being a superman or like superwoman to just go for what you want and be brave enough to do that. And what I thought was really wonderful of these interviews was that these women some of them we knew before which we like always just experienced as really strong and really like yeah really tough and then once we started the interview they really opened up and uh, I learned also so many different aspects of their life which I didn't know before I mean I can say like after every interview we've had I felt so motivated like <laughs> and that's exactly what we want to you know achieve with this podcast we want to like make other people also feel so motivated as we do you want to elevate them Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the I, I told you right at the beginning when you were starting that I thought the concept was really cool. And at the beginning, I also thought that it was just going to be women in STEM. But I think it's even more interesting if it's just women in general in their fields doing whatever they they want. I have my personal belief that it is important, but why do you think it is important to have just a, a podcast elevating women? In the end, it's not really a podcast to, to talk about women's issues. It's just talking about women in their fields. I guess because... So we didn't want to focus only on STEM because we feel like some people might just find it like intimidating if it's just about STEM and also STEM is a really specific subject. So Mike and I just wanted to broaden, you know, the range of guests that we that we have on just so that everyone feels included. In terms of women's issues, like we want the podcast to be also really positive. So we're not going to, you know, sort of languish on <laughs> like just the yeah. issues that everyone has encountered. Of course, we want people to open up if they feel confident enough about it to give out any tips, you know, for other women who may be experiencing or, or just other individuals who may be experiencing the same kind of struggles. Yeah, what we also try to implement in this, I mean, as I said, David, um, it's about women um, and their stories, but we also try to get background to it. So, for example, we had an interview with somebody working on Alzheimer's disease. So that was really interesting because she told us about her story about like how she started in industry, then switched back to academia, which is um, normally the other way around. But then at the same time, she also explained how Alzheimer works and what's the background to this and what are the, like, the research um, behind it or the treatment options. So we also always try to combine those two together so we can get the most out of the episodes, if that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know, like David, I mean, you're the first male voice we have on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So how do you feel about yeah. this? I don't know. I feel I feel pressured. <laughs> no, actually, actually, I don't. When you think about talking about women's issues and etc., you always think about feminists uh, burning bras and etc., which like 
yeah, we should all burn bras. Who cares? But <laughs> <laughs> but like it's it's not just that. It's all those subtle things that people are not aware. I don't know if you have any specific story or thing that you want to share. Yeah. I mean, firstly, I love how you just worded it. No, so I mean, yes, in the past I've experienced some parts where I felt a bit displaced in my role. So I, I agree with you that it's not just like a like one huge thing. It's just like like different like little situations adding up to each other. And then at some point you're just like, okay, no, like I need to say something now. Otherwise, I don't know. It's just like eating me up. And like, I mean, I had some situations in my past where I I felt not being taken seriously um, as a woman. Like that was clearly as a woman. Um, I didn't feel I'm um, being taken serious and it it was these situations where it was like just constant like small situations over a period of time and then yeah I had it I needed to get it out of my head so I mean I was called princess before for example not to to uh, behave like a princess or like I was even one time it was like um I don't give a fuck about what you say so that was a, really a struggle of me and I keep bumping into these situations, so I feel like I need to learn more about this. Every time I gotten stronger out of the situation when I opened up, and every time I got positive like help, like I've never felt like I couldn't speak out. Um, so that's positive, I guess. That's interesting. I think, Micah, you probably have like different experiences than me. I've always really struggled owning my body, and like. This was like the biggest struggle I had, I guess. Like, for instance, I had struggled a lot being just being catcalled, you know, in the streets, like all these kind of things. That's just, I, I hate it. And that just makes me feel so uncomfortable. Like women are not sexual objects, but we're just human beings, with, you know, with emotions as well. For me, that's the thing that really bothers me a lot, I guess. Yeah, it's, I totally get it. Actually, I've uh, Micah reminded me before we started recording of a story, and now I remember some uh, another one, which I think are just two example very different examples. When I was when I was little, I had a, a birthday party, and uh, I of course I invited guys uh, guys and girls, um, and one girl wasn't going into the pool, and I was very confused because. Uh, she she was very I don't know it's, she 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 loved going into the pool all the time like with me like she was my friend and we'd all, always do this and like the the whole party I was just asking her but are you okay do, do you want to come blah 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 uh, and then at the end of the party I asked my mom why why was she acting weird and she said ah because she has her period and me as a 13 year old I was just like, ah, okay, so you are uncomfortable because you have your period. I mean, at the time, I didn't really know, understand what that meant. And then another, because you mentioned the catcalling, uh, one of the first times that I went to uh, a gay bar and one time a guy grabbed me, I, I immediately threw him away and I felt so uncomfortable. And in that second, I thought, wow, okay. so." when women say that they don't like to be catcalled or to be grabbed or, or something, this is exactly what they mean. I mean, the person is not actually 
making you an object of their desire and you're not like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I know I'm cute. No, you just get out. <laughs> this exactly. is exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I love um, those two stories. Just like, thank you for sharing them. I mean, it shows two different, really like different points. And I mean, the baseline is that like, I feel like communication is key. It's just so important to like share, like raise awareness. And um, it's like across, yeah, women and men. And if like nobody is aware of these situations, how can like, how can people understand? So yeah. it works on like each side. With men, it's, uh, it's much harder because they're less likely to open up about any issues that they have, like they have different ways of expressing their emotions. And, you know, one thing we were talking about at the time was mental health, you know, in men, and also how men tend to, you know, reach out for help less often um, than women. And this is something that we'll actually be addressing in the, in the second season of the podcast. Okay, I have, I have another question. Okay. Which is, what keeps you up at night besides COVID now? <laughs> Who should start, Micah? You can start this time if you want. Okay. Yeah, more time to think. <laughs> um, what keeps me up at night? Oh, to be honest, I think it's going to be, I'm going to say my future. Like at the moment, I'm really struggling trying to figure out what I want to do with my life like what I want to do after my PhD, what really drives me, like what really passionate me. Um, and I know, I know I said earlier in the podcast, it's okay if you don't have anything, like <laughs> you're that, you're only and I keep on running. Liar. <laughs> um, so I say this to people, but I don't apply what I preach. Um, yeah, so this sort of really keeps me up at night at the moment. Yeah. I feel like this could have been my answer as well. <laughs> I feel like I should have gone first. <laughs> I would probably go also one part is how is the future going to look like? There are different questions you have as a woman as well is, for example, I'm now 26. The next three and a half years, I'm going to be doing the PhD, which is, yeah, of course, very exciting. But afterwards, you know, I'm... Um, I'm going to turn 30. I know there are like different women struggling with this because then you have to think about different points like what's your career going to look like? Do you want to have any family? Like what are your next steps going to be? Oh, that's what, that was very deep. <laughs> was it too deep? <laughs> no. I was not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like while I was talking, I was like, actually, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a very deep question that I... I, I always ask my friends. Uh, I don't know where I saw it. I don't know. I think it's interesting, but it has nothing to do with the podcast or with women's issues at all. At all. Good. Um, which is, if you, <laughs> I don't think you're ready. Uh, if if you had to choose between knowing how you die and when you die, what would you choose? I think for me, it's when I'm dying. Yeah, same. I would Why? want to know because then I can live the fullest until that point. If I know how I'm going to die, I'm going to be scared about the situation until it happens, you know. So, for example, if I if you tell me I'm going to die while swimming, I'm not ever going to go into the swimming pool again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But, I mean, even if I don't know when I'm going to die, I'm still trying to live my life at the fullest. David, which answer would you choose? 
I would choose the same, but I've I've asked this question and I get a lot the how because oh. people most of the times uh, want the least amount of information about the duration of their life as possible because they want to just keep living as they are. And if they know when it is, they'll just be like, okay, so I have this date, so I have to do everything until this date. But I argue exactly the opposite, which is if I know exactly when, I can just plan my life accordingly. Because imagine if the genie told me, I, you're going to die at 33. Well, I'm going to quit then. <laughs> what, what am I doing? <laughs> well, that's a really interesting question. So do you have any more questions, David? No, I think. That was it. It was a pleasure being on the Elevator podcast because the first time I saw it, I thought, I wish, <laughs> I wish I could be there once. But yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, I hope the listeners learned something, got something out of this. If not, at least we got something out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> thank you so much, uh, David. Thanks so much, David. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave a five-star review. Yay! Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and to the other listeners, please also leave a five-star review, by the way. Not, not just David. The other can do it too. How did you find it? Um, to be honest, I thought it was a bit, like, I got really nervous just sharing, like, some of my personal experiences. But I think it was good for us to be on the other side and feel how some of our guests may be feeling, you know, when we're interviewing them. So that was a great experience, I think, overall. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, afterwards, I really thought we have the easy job here. We just have to think about the questions and then you really actually have to think about the answers you're giving. So respect to all our guests, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We hope you know a bit more about us now and thanks for listening. We look forward to welcome you again in the second season, starting very soon. As always, we would really appreciate it if you could rate and subscribe to this podcast as well as share it around you. Mm -hmm.